got them guests on the Rolodex Stopping by to talk about some Dynasty Superflex Everybody yo commish is in It's time to sit down to listen to John McGlynn Yo who we trading, who we fading, who we getting off the squad Knowledge never overrated, playing for number one And yo McGlynn is in, it's time to let the fun begin It's the Commissioner Evaluation Podcast With John McGlynn Welcome to the Commissioner Evaluation Show. This is John McGlynn, John McGlynn75 on X. And I'm here with my guy, JT, JT Orange. What's up, JT? Hey, man, how you doing? I'm talking about quarterbacks today. We're going to do yeah. a four-part series here. Yeah, there we go. Everybody loves quarterbacks, especially in Superflex, two quarterback leagues. So we're going to start today with quarterbacks. Tomorrow we'll do uh, running backs. And then Thursday and Friday we'll end out this four-part series with wide receivers and then tight ends on Friday everybody loves tight ends now they're becoming popular so but today we're going to start with quarterbacks just kind of do some uh, look you know look past this last season what you know what happened and then look ahead to like next year a little bit but just talk about some guys we like we're going to use my home league scoring and my England home leagues to kind of go over like how guys did top 12 you know uh quarterbacks and then some rookies so we'll, we'll cover all the all the bases today but uh JT who was a uh, who was the MVP for quarterback this year, do you think, as far as fantasy is concerned? John, before we jump into this, do you want to run down the scoring for people just for the baby boomers league that we're doing? Just in case they're wondering, oh, was it half PPR? What was it this? Was it that? And again, we did these rankings while you're looking at that. Uh, we considered anything a top 12 finish as a uh, QB1 finish for a week, and then anything that was top 24 was a QB2 week. If you were 13th to 24th, it was a, considered a QB2 week uh, as far as I was doing these rankings, what I'm talking about. So in case you're like, oh, well, I saw stuff in QB1 is only 1 through 10. Mm. I consider a QB1 week because we're doing super flex 12 team. I consider if you were a starter, basically a top 12 guy, that that is a QB1 week in my mind. Because even if you look at our like sleeper page, when you're looking at our rankings, they only have one through 10 considered a QB one week. But yeah. I, if you were in the top 12, I consider that a QB one week uh, yeah. just to kind of get give people an idea. Um, John, do you, did you want to run down that scoring just real fast for people? So just just so they know. I sure do. And we have a lot. I, I'm, there are a handful of Mighty McGlynn Dynasty home leagues, and the scoring is a little bit different in all of them. Some are half PPR. Some are full PPR. Some are They're all super flex. They're all Dynasty. They're all 12 teams, 30-man roster. So hence the the top top 12 quarterbacks is a wide receiver as a quarterback one for the week because there's 12 teams in the league. So the, this scoring here is for quarterbacks, a every for one point, it's 25 yards passing. Passing touchdown is five points. I think it's a little bit better. It, it kind of evens it out because four point for quarterbacks who don't run, it, it, you know, it's it, don't throw tons of passes or guys who throw tons of passes and don't run a lot. It, it's kind of so five's right in the middle between four and six. I, I just like that like equalizer kind of uh, scoring. Passing first downs is point two because you know just every you should be get, getting something for passing first downs. Two point conversions, two points, just like a regular NFL scoring. Intercepted is minus two, so you don't get absolutely killed with interceptions. But if you throw a pick six, you lose an extra two points, so it's minus four for a pick six. The two minus two for the interception itself, and then two more for the uh, pick six thrown. Pass completions, 0.1, so every 10 completed passes is a full point. Uh, you don't get knocked at all for incomplete passes. Passing attempts, so every time you throw a pass, whether it's complete or not, you get a 0.1, so every 10 pass attempts is one point. Quarterback sack, you only lose one. 
that was voted on. I like getting two point sacks as a quarterback because everybody says, oh, it's an offensive line issue, where it's also a quarterback holding the ball too long issue sometimes. So I like I like minus two, but this league voted to have it minus one, which you know it is what it is. But and then sleeper, I I wish sleeper would change these because the forty yard completion bonus it should be like a forty gets like one point, a fifty gets two points, a sixty gets you know one one point two or one point five or two. They only have these two regular you know, plus 40 or plus 50 yard completion bonus. And it doesn't make any sense. You know, get a 30, get a 40, get a 50, get a 60. So you can like maybe do like 0.2, 0.4, 0.6, something like that for each one of those. But that's all they have as far as scoring are concerned. And the same with like a 300 yard passing, things like that. So here's a bonus scoring also that has bonuses uh, for quarterbacks are the same as running backs as far as rushing games concerned. 100 to 199 yards, it's four points. So Justin Fields would get, you know, guys who run the ball a lot would get Josh Allen had a big game last night, but he didn't get quite get to hundred yards, but he's that's four points for a, a, a rushing 100 yard game, 200 yards rushing is eight points, but quarterbacks generally speaking, won't do that. 300 to 309, 399 yard passing games are three, 400 yard passing game is six. I, I wish they had a 500 yard passing game because it's happened before. I'm not sure whether that's not an option even. Uh, and then there's a bunch of other like, uh, 25 pass completions, you get an extra two points. Uh, 20 plus carries, uh, some quarterbacks can come close to that sometimes. First down, well, I don't have anything in there. Those are the original ones. But so these scorings, they're, they're not a lot of scoring. I, I, I like MFL scoring way better than sleeper scoring as far as that goes. I wish they'd carry over some of the some of the, um, the options on sleeper. But, but those are the scoring settings for this league we're talking about right now. So in this league... We yeah, have- so that's that's kind of what I wanted to tell people. Just give them the heads up. So we do have quite a few bonuses, like I said, with the completions, um, attempts, the sacks are negative. So when we talk about scoring in the system, you're like, man, that's a ton of points. Quarterbacks score a lot of points in this league. Just so people know, if we're like, you know, we say, hey, somebody scored 600 points, you're like, what they had like 400 in my league that that's why is so we're, we're basing this on our boomers uh baby boomers league uh that we're in uh me and you are in this league together so we just kind of ran off that scoring it's pretty close to normal scoring but a little bit higher bonuses a little higher scoring for qbs so just throughout the episode as we mentioned points or where guys scored we went off that league sometimes because of the scoring guys finished maybe one or two spots higher or lower than they did in a half ppr or rotor ppr rotor scoring league just just so you're aware uh because i know i wrote that in a lot of times i i noticed people would probably be like wait that's not where he finished in my league that's <laughs> that's the why so yeah. uh to jump into that john like you said MVP, QB MVP, this is one we both, I think, we're in the same boat on. Josh Allen, Buffalo Bills, just an absolute beast this year. Man, if you were in a huge turnover league where the percentages, the turnovers were really negative points, he might have really hurt you in some areas. They were negative points in this league as well, but they weren't monster negative points like you said uh, for the interceptions, fumbles, that types of things. As he was second in the league in turnovers, but that tells you what kind of season he had. That he was second in the league in turnovers and still was the number one scoring quarterback in our league. He finished first place, six hundred and sixteen points. He had sixty points more than Jalen Hurts, sixty more yeah. than the second highest guy, and they both tied for an NFL record 15 rushing touchdowns 
this season. So that tells you how kind of crazy and incredible that was. Uh, Josh Allen was just a difference maker of uh, the running, the passing, obviously being able to score, get in the end zone. Even despite the turnovers, he was an absolute beast, and he carried most teams. He was my QB MVP this year. He was my QB MVP. And we were talking about scoring settings before. You know, I like MFL and sleeper are not the only options for quarterback. This league started a year, what, two years ago now? So it's, uh, there's now a lot. We started a league on fan tracks uh, recently, and they have a lot of uh, scoring options that are a little bit more sophisticated than sleeper. So you, you have a couple more things you could choose from. So if you are starting a new league, uh, give fan tracks a try because they have, you know, they're just as, I, I, our hockey league is on fan tracks. The fans football, the fan football league we joined uh, recently is on fan tracks also, and they have more options and it's just as easy to use as the sleeper is uh, on your phone. Like MFL, I love the scoring, but man, it's terrible on the phone, but you know, fan tracks is pretty good on both the cell phone and it's actually good on a desktop too. So that's unlike sleeper. So just mm-hmm. giving you the heads up there, but we were talking about the MVP quarterback. Yes. Josh Allen, despite the turnovers, you know, it was a beast. Like you had said, he's just a superhero, man. The guy just does everything on the field. He could throw the ball anywhere in the field. He can run. You saw last night in the game, you know, dude just took off for a 50-yard touchdown, a 45-yard touchdown, mm. and he just smoked the DBs on the way to the end zone. I mean, and, and he's, uh, you know, he's big enough to do – they talk about Jalen Hurts squatting 600 pounds and how they do the tush-push with the offensive line. I mean, Josh Allen is physical. He likes the – he'll be able to handle – I mean, he kind of he encourages being hit. That's almost like the dude – he said that he's like, I like – it kind of wakes me up when I get hit. Dudes like that. I, I don't see him getting hurt because he prepares. He's like a running back. He prepares himself when he gets hit. He knows what it feels like to get hit. He encourages it to, to get. He encourages himself to get hit by other people to kind of wake him up and feel like he's part of the game. And every once in a while, he gets his arm, you know, taken back when you know, and he it gets his elbow or shoulder hurt for a couple of weeks. But it, the guy still goes out there and throws sixty yard bombs, even when a bad shoulder. So he's almost like. I mean, he's like a superhero. He heals himself. He's got like heal power and stuff. But it's absolutely amazing how good that dude is, man. So. 100% MVP for myself. So, top in our league, our top 12 finishes with, with JT. We were talking about our scoring points. Yep. Josh Allen, 616. Jalen Hurts, 552. Dak Prescott, 540. So, right behind Hurts. Lamar Jackson, 491, which Lamar Jackson for league MVP, like, I mean, yeah, he threw the ball a lot, but 491 is, you know, that's 100 points or what, uh, 50 points less than Dak Prescott did this season. So, I was kind of surprised by that. Jordan Love, 479, huge surprise, a good surprise seeing Jordan Love rack up all those points. Mahomes, 475. I traded away pretty much everything plus my last child for to get Patrick Mahomes in, in our startup draft. And to get 475, it's still quarterback five, but or quarterback six, but I'm expecting a lot better years from Mahomes going forward. Yeah, he he was one of those, he, he had a great he had a good year. You know, number five is nothing to, to sneeze at, but I mean, he had a good year, but he just wasn't that guy that won you weeks like he did in the past. He didn't just take over, right. win you a week with a 35, 40 point game. He had a lot of 225, 240 passing games, like one or two TDs. Again, solid season, not saying that, but if you had Mahomes, I had Mahomes on a bunch of teams where I was expecting him to carry me. And I just had some teams that really struggled because he didn't have monster games uh, like you've seen in the past. So, again, like you said, good season, but just, I mean, you're looking at it. He had, you know, 140 points, 135 points less than Josh Allen. So it's a pretty big difference. 
Yeah, I mean, he's just definitely a set it and forget it. You know, he's a quarterback one. I, I'm, I have luxury of having him as like my quarterback two with Josh Allen or Dak Prescott on, on a couple teams. So it's it's pretty nice. Definitely a set it and forget it. But you just, uh, you know, I think we expect a little bit more from Patrick Mahomes this year. I, you still can't be mad. But when he's in the same tier as Jared Goff and Brock Purdy and stuff like that, you're kind of like, which are the next two quarterbacks on the list. You, you, you never expect Patrick Mahomes to be mentioned in the same names, be point behind Jordan Love. With, for scoring, like you could have took Jordan Love in like round, you know, fifteen oh, or yeah. something like that, and still so eating. much later. Yeah. Well, like, if oh, you shit. look at the average in our league, I, I just pulled up our uh, our average scoring. So Allen was number one at thirty six point two points a game. So that mm-hmm. was his season average. Uh, Mahomes was all the way back at seven. So he finished fifth in scoring, but he was seventh in average at twenty nine point seven. So yeah. he was a good seven points a game less than Allen. And he was, I mean, like you said, he was just behind Lamar. He was just barely ahead of CJ Stroud, and he averaged one more point he than Jordan Love this year per game. Yeah, this list. on an average. So it, it, again, you're, I mean, you're right in there. I mean, t- golf averaged twenty seven points a game in our league. So you're you're looking for a big difference between Jared Goff and Patrick Mahomes. And if it's only two points per game, you're like, ugh. I mean, you wanted you want a lot more of an advantage if you're a Mahomes owner than that. I, I think we'll get it next year. Just as kind of a down year, and he still did this. So yeah, the uh-huh. future's looking bright, of course. And then to get it, they, they, they he led the league in passes dropped. You know him and, and oh yeah, he. I mean, he didn't get helped out. So I again, I know it sounds like we're trashing Mahomes here. We're not. He just didn't have the year fantasy wise we're hoping Love for, you, but. But I think I think you like you said he led the league in drops. They need some more wide receiver. He needs some more help. Uh, but yeah, go ahead, John. I think we're on. Then it was Jared Goff, four fifty nine. Purdy four forty. Tua four thirty six. Baker Mayfield four twenty eight. The rookie CJ Stroud at four twenty eight, and then Trevor Lawrence at four seventeen was the top twelve in this in our league this year. Which player surprised you the most? For me. And, and this, for me, too, is because I owned him in a lot of leagues, Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield was a huge surprise. The fact that he was able to come out, finish in the top 10 in scoring when most people had left him for dead. He, If you had acquired him like I did in a lot of leagues for like a third-round pick in a super flex last year or the year before, you're ecstatic that you got a top 10 finish as him as your number two QB or your number three QB. I actually probably should have played him more this year in a few leagues. I, I, I sat him on occasion where I should have played him. I'm just a huge year for him. Um, he, I, I mean, finishes two QB 10, 428 points was just phenomenal. Big year for him. My second big uh, surprise, and these are good surprises, was Sam Howell. Now, Sam Howell is a guy I touted all offseason. I wanted him everywhere. I was taking him as my second or third QB in Superflex leagues. He was top 10 most of the year. People don't understand. He was top 10 almost the whole year. He had nine QB1 performances, and he was just outside the top 12 in two other games. So he was like right. I mean, that's almost 11 out of 17 games, top 10 performances, QB1 performances, top 12. I'm sorry. Top 12 performances, QB1 performances. How that's amazing. What? knocked him down this year was turnovers he led the league with 23 turnovers and what really killed his final stats is he ended up finishing qb 14 
on the season. So, I mean, nothing to laugh at there at QB 14. I mean, real solid. Uh, I was pulling it up 386.6 points. He was only 30 points behind Trevor Lawrence for the number 12 spot. So great year. The turnovers knocked him down a little bit. And really, it was the final four games of the year. He really struggled the last four games. Up until that point, he was a top uh, top 12 QB, top 10. But the last four games, he really struggled. Um, he got benched in one of them. Uh, it, so it, it was one of those things where if you take away those last four, Sam Howell as a top 12 QB for where you got him in drafts was, to me, just a great season. I know people think they're going to draft a QB at number two. If they do, I am praying that the commanders move him to somewhere yeah. else where he can start. Cause he, he, to me this year, the turnovers happen. Peyton Manning, ton of turnovers is his rookie year. I know this was telling Howell's second year, but he sat his whole first year. I think the guy showed that he can play. I think he can play. I want to see him get another shot. What about you, John? Who who was kind of your big surprise this year as the QBs were concerned? You said Baker Mayfield, so I looked at no, I traded Tim George, uh, Baker Mayfield, earlier in the season when I didn't like my draft. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to throw in a towel and go. I traded away Matt Breida and Baker Mayfield. I got back my guy Gibby, which just it was like pretty much a flat tire on a Porsche this year, so it was, that went down the tubes. I got Kadarius Tony, which ended up being a joke. You know, this is early. This is October 5th I did this trade. And then I got a 25-second <clears throat> which I didn't like his 24 second. I think it was going to be something that, you know, obviously number 12, I got that two in a different trade, but 25 second, I think his team's a little bit older. So I was pretty happy with getting a second, but, but Baker Mayfield is, was a great surprise player. I liked him a lot. I drafted him late uh, and he, he absolutely surprised, uh, surprised me. So that was a good one. Uh, my, CJ Stroud was one that I really did not expect uh, you know, rookie to come out, especially on a, a, a Texans team that went from was in last place last year and this year it ends up getting into going to second round of the playoffs. I could not believe how good he looked this, this season, even with, you know, unexpected quarterback, an unexpected wide receiver room that was injured half the season. He looked absolutely fantastic. Brock Purdy and another, another surprise, like who would have thought Brock Purdy? I honestly, I think me and you were on the same page where we thought Sam Darnold was going to win this job in training camp and go on at some point in time, Purdy was going to stumble over, Purdy was going to stumble over his own feet. And, and, you know, Sam Darnold will take over, but Purdy just kept, just, just keeps pumping out, you know, QB, high QB, you know, well, I think he had like, what, five or six quarterback one weeks. So yeah, he was, uh, he was super solid this year. Like I said, I was saying both as you, I thought Darnold would win, especially with Purdy coming off the injury. I thought he'd get off to a slow start. I wasn't sure he'd be ready for training camp, man. Guy really impressed me. I'm going to count up QB one finishes for him this year. Mm -hmm. uh, and Jordan Love. He had you know, nine QB one finishes for Purdy, and he had two where he finishes QB thirteen. Yeah. So almost eleven QB one finishes for Brock Purdy, and that's with him sitting out the last game. So that's in in sixteen games. Pretty impressive. His lowest QB of the year was QB thirty three. So he was still QB two in every other week, uh, and he was high QB two. And all but three three weeks, four weeks on the season, he was high QB two. So uh for the most part. So I'm really surprised about Brock Purdy as well. I think you expect to get like 25 points out of a quarterback is kind of what you're hoping for. And you know, every week you expect like 12 or 15 for a wide receiver. I think quarterback, you're kind of expecting 25 points. And he's got 23, 20, 34, 28, 34, week six. He had only a 10 versus a good Cleveland defense. 
And then he had 22, 31, 32, 39, 15 versus Seattle, 41, 32, 35. And then he had eight and then 28 again. But he was injured. He had he had a, a little bit of a, you know, knocked out with a head situation in uh, versus Baltimore. So he didn't get to play all the snaps. So he only got eight and a half points. But 28 points versus Washington. And then he sat out week 18. I mean, most of those weeks, you're super happy because Purdy's probably your quarterback three on most teams where you drafted him at, to be honest with you. So to have a guy like that in your where you just threw in, he ends up being your quarterback one for mm-hmm. your team. Yeah, average right around 26 points a game in this league. So, you know, very, very solid for him. Uh, was, was highly impressed. Yes. And then my last one, I just kind of threw on here also, just uh, guys who just, you can't not look at, at Jordan Love and say, man, this guy just killed it this year because it, it's, I, I don't understand. I was not a Jordan Love guy. I'm like, yeah, okay, this is the end of the Packers regime with great quarterbacks and, you know, just that I think it's over now. The Packers are going to be in a, in a, in a situation where we're going to need a quarterback next year. He had nothing but the youngest wide receiver core in the league. You know, you never even heard of half the guys on the team. Next thing you know, 30 points, 28 points, 35 points, 20 points, 25, 20, 18, 26, 32, 38, 37. He started getting hot towards the end of the season. And then versus uh, the Giants, he had 18 and 29, 31, 39, 33. And the guys go, you just smoked the Cowboys this weekend. Who would have, these are quarterbacks that, I'm a quarterback guy. I always trade up and get my guys in, in, in drafts, but I mean, I'm changing my tune now. I'm just going to go after wide receivers and let these quarterbacks just fall to me. But who, the way Love looks now, the way he's throwing the ball, it, I mean, if you if they put a different number on the back of that jersey, and you watched you watch Jordan Love throw the ball, you would think you're watching Aaron Rodgers the way he his mannerisms, the way he falls back, the way he jumps. A lot of quarterbacks can't get away with not setting their feet and throwing the ball. He dude is, is running sideways, throwing the ball left sidearm, and just and you see, he's just throwing the ball right in the middle of two defenders. I mean, it's a postage stamp. He's trying to hit on the run, and he's nailing it every time. Super surprised in Jordan Love this year. I was not a Jordan Love guy, and man, I just uh, I can't believe what I'm seeing this year. I'm super happy to watch him play football. Yeah, I have to tell you, he was by far my biggest miss this year. I was out on Jordan Love. I didn't take him anywhere. It didn't matter where he dropped in drafts. I wasn't taking him. I actually looked at preseason bets against him. I actually wanted, I was going to bet that he was going to lead the league in picks. But Hmm. then my worry was he was going to get benched and not play the whole season. And so I was like, I didn't want to put the bet in. That's how off I was on Jordan Love. So I'll take my wins with like a guy like Sam Howell, but I'll take my losses too. Jordan Love, I was out on completely. I was 100% wrong. The guy had a great season. And man, if, if anything, he proves that you've got to give a guy time and you got to let him progress. If you looked at the first half of the season, there have been people, you know, if they had someone else better than John Clifford as their backup. People probably would have been asking for the calling for the backup to come in. But yeah. you look at that second half of the season for love. He was unbelievable. Touchdown to inter- interception ratio was off the charts. I mean, he led one of the youngest team. In the league, I mean, it, it, it was great. Everybody complained about the wide receiver core. Their best wide receiver, Christian Watson, supposedly uh, their best wide receiver, was injured a lot of the year. Uh, I thought Love, total miss on me by me. He he was fan, phenomenal. I you're, I agree with you. One of the biggest surprises of the year. Yeah, that's, well, those are the surprises, but 
I, let's talk about some players. Good surprises. Just... That's the one, the good surprises. Let's talk about the bad surprises. Yes. <laughs> or we uh, like to call the disappointments. As well, you the, my number one disappointments say. in this league, I drafted Daniel Jones uh, pretty, I mean, pretty high. I think I got him in the third round or something like that. But again, I I made, I think I made like 65 trades in, my, in the initial startup in this draft. So I, I traded away, uh, I traded away DJ Moore, Mark Andrews, Daniel Jones, a first and a second in 2020, which end up being lottery picks now. But I got back, this is what I'm talking about, paying up for quarterbacks. I got Mahomes, Greg Dorsch, and Sky Moore, who are both complete whiffs. So I, I had it, pretty much I traded away all that just to get Mahomes. And I look like a jackass now with the guys we just talked about, these these young quarterbacks you got for almost free. And it's like, shit. But yeah, this is, uh, Daniel Jones is one of my biggest disappointments. And I, I don't want I don't want anybody to take this wrong or, or, or say like, you know, he was a huge disappointment, whatever. But another guy that just his team kind of hurt him so much is Trevor Lawrence. I, I absolutely love Trevor Lawrence. I think he's a, I think he's way better than his stats are, 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 are saying how many times guys just couldn't stay in bounds or drop the ball or, you know, he's running for his life or, you know, just get put in bad situations by the defense. I, I just don't get disappointed me just for, on a fantasy football level, but. I, I just I, he seems like he's progressing every year, and this year he kind of flatlined. Where I didn't see a lot of improvement this year from him. But again, I think the team kind of let him down a little bit. So, what do you think about those two guys for disappointments? Yeah, I agree with you. I, I know obviously the injury to Daniel Jones, but man, when he played, he didn't look good. No, I mean he didn't look good even when he when, if he was there. So the injury hurt him obviously, but he was not good before then. I had Tilo on my list as well. Not going to lie, John, and I know you and me are both huge T-Law guys, but same reasons you said. I don't think he was terrible by any means. I mean, he was top 12. He was a QB1, but I thought the major breakout top five, top six QB was incoming this year. I thought it was, but his wide receiver core did him absolutely no favors. Tons of drops. I mean, there's a there's a highlight, I guess you can kind of highlight, or low light reel on X that someone put together of all the catches that his, his wide receivers made <laughs> out of bounds in the end zone, like where they didn't get a foot in or they dropped the ball. It was a ton. I remember texting you a couple of times going, T-Law would have like three more TDs today if his guys can keep their feet in bounds. It was crazy. So he got no favors there. I mean, if you look at his, he easily could have had five, six more touchdowns this year i mean easily so and then he was banged up dealt with injuries i think a little bit like reminds me of josh allen last year josh allen fought through played hard for the bills kept a minute even though he wasn't 100 percent banged up t law i think that also put you know he tried to play through it and i appreciate that but you could tell if you watch the games the last couple of games of the year he was floating balls that he wasn't even close to certain guys on that were balls that he easily puts on the money but when you have those rib injuries, those shoulder injuries, stuff, you start floating passes. You don't stand in the pocket as long to take hits because you're hurting. So he was a disappointment into me that he was that he was you know not as high as it was. QB twelve solid season, but I still think T Law has a lot more ahead of him. I think he could be even better I, if he gets some help and he has a healthy season. So that to me, like you said, was a little disappointment. And I, and I'm gonna have to just. Bite the bullet on this one. My biggest swing and miss as I have my Steelers sweatshirt on, still dealing with the loss in the playoffs. Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett was by far 
my biggest miss on the side of someone I was touting all offseason. I thought he was due to have a big second year. He looked phenomenal in the preseason. The Steelers had a ton of weapons. I thought, man, Kenny's going to put it together this year, and he is going to be someone that a lot of people were upset that they were so down on. And, man, I looked wrong. I looked real wrong to a lot of people. He struggled, had injuries. They just never, he never looked comfortable this year. He got hurt. He missed five games, so that also hurt. But his best outing of the year was 235 yards and two TDs in week three, and he finishes QB 15. That was his best showing of the entire year. He finishes QB 31 in our league. So that's the very bottom of starting QBs in the NFL. Yeah, it was rough. I don't know what they're going to do. Mason Rudolph looked pretty good the last couple of games. If you're a picket owner, I think you're in turmoil in this offseason of what to do with them. Even if you trade them, what are you going to get for them? If you still are a believer, maybe you can get him for cheap just because somebody else is out on him. But that was... That was my opposite of the love. Love was a guy I was out on, had a great year. Pickett was a guy I was in on, was terrible. Biggest swing and miss by far. Yeah, like I mentioned before, you want to, generally speaking, you want to have 25 points a week per your quarterback. Pickett had one game over 25, which is verse three versus the Raiders, week three versus the Raiders. And then he had a 22 point game game versus, you know, in LA versus the Rams. But other than that, he didn't have anything over 20 points. A couple games, 18, 17. In a high scoring QB league. This is right. a high-scoring QB league, and he broke 20 twice. 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 It's I mean, it's like playing, I mean, it's playing it's awful. Like playing a, and it's, it's not like, like they don't have talent. They've got talent. They've got good receivers. He just looked really bad this year. I mean, it was ugly. You might have all. You might as well have played a wide receiver at the, at the super flex position. At Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree with you. In, in, in a lot of super flex leagues, you would have been better off playing a running back or a wide receiver in that spot. Right. Yes. That's, that's your boy. <laughs> So we had uh, the rookies this year. We had um, uh, anybody else you want to talk about, or Kenny Pickett was pretty much all you're venting about today. Uh, he 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 was my big disappointment as far as a guy that I was high on. Um, like I said, I think T Law for me was a disappointment. The other guy that I think you know I'll I'll I'll, I'll take my win too is Deshaun Watson. I <sighs> now he was a league wide disappointment. He didn't surprise me. I was off on him all off season. I said I don't want any Deshaun Watson. If I had him on any team, I I was trading him away. Heck, I traded away last year if I had him on any team uh, because I thought his value was just going to keep going down. He was terrible this year. I know he missed the year. People are like, oh, he was injured. He didn't get a chance to really pull together. It doesn't matter. He was bad. When he was in there, he was bad. The team didn't look good. I was trying to look up what his actual average was per game before he got hurt. Because it was, it was uh, here it is. He he averaged in our league, he averaged right at 20 points a game. Yeah. He missed the second half of the year in week one. And this is wild because there was not a lot of good performances week one for quarterbacks. He actually finished his QB five week one in this league, but he only was 16 of 29 for 154 yards. And one touchdown and an interception. He got saved by 45 yards rushing in a touchdown. Yeah. To get him to week to number five. That was his best performance of the season. 154 on the ground 
our 154 through the air, a rushing touchdown, a receiving uh, passing touchdown, interception. Second week, it was QB 27. Third week, he got 289 yards against a terrible Tennessee secondary with two touchdowns to get him QB 10. Then he missed a couple weeks, came back, scored negative points against Indy before he went out with injury. They came back. He was 19 of 32, 19, two touchdowns for his best over, uh, second best overall scoring performance against Arizona at the time, who was terrible. He had 27 points that game. Then he was QB 14 against Baltimore, 213. Again, just one touchdown, one pick in that game, and then hurt the rest of the season. Now, am I saying he's absolutely unplayable, terrible quarterback? No. But what I am saying is, I don't think you're ever going to get Deshaun Watson top five QB ever again. I just don't see that guy coming back. I don't think it's going to happen. Can he be playable in dynasty? Is he going to be a guy that's going to get you some QB one weeks? I think so. But to me, he's way more in that quarterback 15 to 20 range than he is anywhere near the top 12. Out of the five weeks he actually played. Well, you know, over like 90 snap, 90% of the snaps, you know, the snap rate pretty much. He did get, four or i'm sorry th- three games over 20 points which we, like i said 25 is kind of the least standard here you got 26 points and then 31 points in week three versus tennessee even though he's only quarterback 10 he's still for two for 289 289 yards and two touchdowns which is respectable it should be that's around quarterback one range 31 points and then week nine versus arizona he got 27 points and then he got 20 versus baltimore which is subpar but still 20 points not terrible terrible but you'd expect a little bit more and then, you know, versus Indianapolis, he got hurt. It was, uh, he only played 16% of the snaps. You know, he, he went uh, one for five with an interception mm-hmm. and he got pulled because he got hurt. But I mean, I, I don't see if he goes back fully healthy with a whole year of practice in the offseason, where, you know, his shoulder's fine, everything's good. I'm still optimistic on Deshaun Watson. I'm not, I'm not throwing him in the towel right now. These stats aren't absolutely atrocious. Like I said, right? they're not horrendous, but he's not the top five guy that people thought they were getting with him. So again, like I said, I think he's playable. I wouldn't go out and get him unless you, I'm not going to get him in any league. That's just me. But if you wanted him and you could get him at a decent price, as long as you expect him to be a middle to low end QB two, if that's your expectation, I think you're going to be super happy because I think he's going to hit that expectation. Now, the question is if you're going to pay up for him, expecting him to be a top 10 guy, that's where, I'm just not sure he's a top 10 guy anymore. Now, yeah. I could be wrong on that. I could just totally eat my words. I just don't think he I just don't think he gets there. I don't think he gets back into that consistent top 10, especially not the top 5 guy he was when he was in Houston. That's would, that's all I'm saying. I I to me, I I would I would rank him somewhere between QB 15 and QB 20. So again, I think he, I think he's a QB two in the league. I, it's and obviously that's playable and a guy you want. I just don't want him for personal reasons, and I just I don't want to pay the cost because I just don't think he's worth the cost of what you got to pay. Now, if you get him super cheap, then I say go ahead and do it. Well, you got to buy him from Nick, and you know trading with Nick is almost impossible sometimes. So even if you wanted him, you're not getting him anyway. Unless you're giving. I mean, in this <laughs> league, I I kept getting they kept trying to trade him to me in this league all year. I yeah. kept getting harassed all year. They're trying to trade him to me, and I was like, I just don't want him. I just don't want him. I'm sorry. I'm like, I don't want him. Don't yeah. want him. Don't, not going to do it. So it is what it is. I had another league that I was near dead last, and they're like, you need to get CMC off your team, and they kept trying to trade me him, 
Watson Chubb, and then finally threw in uh, Mark Andrews in the mix for CMC. And I was like, I know my team's terrible right now because of injuries, but I'm like, I actually kind of like my team. And I was like, I just don't want Watson. I just don't like him. I don't think it's value. I was like, if you gave me another QB, I'd probably make the trade. But I just wasn't into Watson, a 29 or 30-year-old Nick Chubb coming off a major knee injury. And then I like Andrews. I could, he was an upgrade for me, but I just I couldn't pull the trigger on CMC, just yeah. me personally. I get it. I get it. All right, so let's move to the rookies now. This is the top five rookies in our scoring system for Babies and Boomers League that we're talking about here. C.J. Stroud, 428 outstanding rookie uh, points. Bryce Young, 231, was the second quarterback. Uh, man, even it doesn't even seem like he had 231 points this year. He was absolutely terrible. It was brutal. Aiden O'Connell was right behind him at 196. Only 30 points. That's pretty sad. Aiden O'Connell is only 30 points behind Bryce Young. And he was, Bryce Young was the number one pick. Will and Levis, Bryce Young played every game, I'm pretty sure. I think he I played think every so. game this year, and O'Connell did not. So that's a big difference. Yeah, let's. I'll double-check on that right now. So yeah, Bryce Young, at it. he was – yeah, he played in every game, 100% of the snaps in just about every game, 97, 98, and 97 – were the only times he didn't play 100% of the snaps. But, uh, yeah, to play the entire season, minus week three versus Seattle, he didn't play. But uh, whatever happened there, I, I forgot. But, six, uh, yes, uh, 16 games, only 231 fantasy football points from Bryce Young. Aiden O'Connell. And Connell played in 11 games. Only so. 10 of those games uh, did he get a start. Mm. So, so started in only 10 games compared to 17 for Bryce Young and was only 30 points less. That's Ouch. ridiculous, yeah. Will Levis, 145. Will Levis, came, and I think about 142 of those points came in one game when he, he blew up like the middle <laughs> that, of the season. Yeah, the opener when he just hit DeAndre Hopkins deep on every play because no one was ready for it because Tannehill hadn't been able to throw deep all year, and then DeAndre just smoked people, and they were not ready for the uh, – one thing I will say about Levis, which I never talk good about him, he does have a cannon. The guy does have a gun, so I'm looking forward to. I mean, you just like just like what like a running back or wide receiver, you can't teach speed, you can't teach throwing power. If you have it, yeah. you don't. And I think you can learn. Like like Will Levis, he does. He's not that bad at like at like touch passes either. I think the offensive. I think the offenses needed a, a humongous makeover. And and Will Levis, they the Tennessee tried trading up in the first round to get Levis, and they got him pretty early in the second round too. So I think they they still like him for the future. The next head coach is going to have to eat Levis for a year, whether he likes it or not. And somebody who comes in with a better playbook, Levis might be okay if, if you know, with 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 not just a uh, a play action, to, you know, to uh, the, the king Derrick Henry every week. You know, who knows what's going to happen? I, I just, I still have faith in Levis, so I'm 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 happy to have him in a couple teams. But I, I just missed the window on selling for like three first when, when he had that blow up game. It was like, yeah, I mean, people were offering me like two and three first. I'm like, I should have done it right there. I should have, I should have, but they were real late first. And it was like a 24, like a 24 and a 25. Like, yeah, yeah, to sell. I, I, I missed that sell window. And the only reason I missed that sell window was I disliked Levis so much. I didn't have him on any team. So that was the only time I was really disappointed then. I was like, oh, I should have taken him somewhere because I this was a perfect opportunity for me to sell him and I didn't have him anywhere to sell. So that 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 hurt me. Yeah. And then after that, we're looking at Tommy uh Tommy DeVito, who only played a handful of games. Uh, what did he play? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games. He played eight games, and he was only 40 points behind, not even 30 some like 34 points behind Will Levis. And it's like, holy cow, like, 
I mean, the Will Levis was a little worse than I actually imagined. I mean, he really literally got almost all of his points in that one game. So Tommy DeVito, obviously he's not, he was there for a good time, not a long time. He, he, the, the cream kind of rose to the top when you, you know, when you saw like how bad he was going to be as he progressed throughout the season. And then Tyson Bajan with 96 points. He only played a handful of games too. And he still, he still had a hundred points, only 40 points behind her. He like was a nice surprise. Levis. I mean, you're talking about a D two undrafted kid right. came in and played for fields. I, I mean, he, I mean, I'm not going to go with him as overall surprise, but he was a nice little surprise this year. I was happy to see the Bears put him on the roster. I was happy that he was the backup to Fields. I hope he stays that way if they stay with Fields. Um, I'll jump in real quick on my big surprise of the year. Um, I know you talked about earlier his overall surprise with C.J. Stroud. Um, he was my rookie surprise, and he didn't really surprise me in that I thought he was going to be the best rookie quarterback, but he surprised me how well he was right out of the gate, how well he played the entire season. He was my QB one coming into this draft. I loved him. Uh, I wanted the Colts to get him. Uh, I He's a guy I'm rooting for. I just think he's a great player. I thought he would be good this year. Blown away that he was QB 11 with 428 points in our league. He took like what you said, basically a last place team that looked awful last year on offense in every single way. And made everyone around him better. I mean, yeah. coaches staff did a great job with him, but man, CJ Stroud, the guy's got pinpoint accuracy. He throws an amazing deep ball. They, I tell you what, for the AFC South being the laughing stock of the NFL the last couple of years, this is going to be a crazy good division moving forward, at least when it comes to QB play. I mean, you got Trevor Lawrence, CJ Stroud, if the Colts can get. Anthony Richardson healthy, which I really like. I Anthony Richardson, I thought was a huge project. I liked the Colts drafting him if they couldn't get Stroud. I thought he was a huge project. He still is a project, but he was much better before he got hurt than I thought he would be. He 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 looks like a guy that that could really be the real deal. And then you never know with Tennessee if Levis puts it together, man, you're gonna have four young studs battling it out for the next decade. In the AFC yeah. South, my uh, rookie surprise was uh, Aiden O'Connell. I, I I just think that no, I, I mean I don't get me wrong. If you expected the season that that Stroud had, I think you're just you're just telling you you were telling a story that nobody knew that yeah. Stroud was going to do that. It was unbelievable how good he was. But Aiden O'Connell for for what he got thrown into, and nobody really expected much out of him either. He had two top ten games, and then he also had one, two. He had two games, you know, top 20 quarterbacks, and they just he was like 21, 22, 23. I mean, he was also. right, he was right on that verge of like low end QB2, right? All year when he started. And like, if you would have saw him being an Aiden O'Connell, what was he, a sixth round pick by the Raiders? Something like I that. I mean, yeah. if you would have said, hey, he's going to come in second half of the year after basically getting no snaps in the preseason, no snaps in camp. He's going to come up because because originally he was QB three on this team. It yeah. was Jimmy G, Brian Hoyer, then O'Donnell. I remember getting into it midseason with a bunch of Raiders fans on X. And I said, what are you? They they came out one week and said they're going to start Brian Hoyer instead of O'Connell <laughs> when Jimmy G was hurt. And I was like, what are you doing? Right. I'm like, start O'Connell. I'm like, the guy's played OK so far. He's young. I'm like, Brian Hoyer, while he's been in the league forever, guys had a great career. 
he's not the answer. I he has been awful the last seven years in any game he started. He's been terrible. I'm like, do yourself a start, O'Connell. I got ripped by every Raiders fan. We're trying to win. We're not out here just wasting people's time. Of course, he immediately gets benched for O'Connell because he's terrible. And then O'Connell goes on and just takes over the starter job the rest of the year from Jim or G. The fact that they just Jimmy G without a clear cut injury. Now he did get hurt a couple times when Connell came in, but without a clear cut season any injury, they just went to O'Connell and said he's our best option the rest of the way for a Raiders team that I was out on this year. I thought would be awful and actually be were pretty respectable once they got rid of McDaniel, who part of the reason I thought they'd be awful is because I think McDaniel's a terrible coach. But other than that, I just I I agree with you. I thought O'Connell, the success, the fact that you could have got him for basically nothing in your draft, and he ended up being a low end QB two for you. I think that's a, just a huge win. Yeah. So I think we discussed our rookie disappointments. All my rookie surprises, rookie disappointments. I already talked about Will Levis, you know, and I think uh-huh. you you have. A, you know, Bryce yeah, basically, and my mine was basically Bryce Young, and, and for the reasons you said, I mean, the Panthers were bad. I'm not trying to pile on Bryce Bryce Young. I wasn't super high coming out of the draft. I I didn't take Bryce Young anywhere. I wanted either AR or CJ Shroud. I mean, Young struggled, and he's real bad. He was yeah. 25th in the league in, in scoring as a QB, 232 points. Just finished this. Just think about this. He barely finished like I think it was like one or two points ahead of Jake Browning and Kyler Murray in scoring in the league. And both those guys played eight games. Yeah, they each played eight games. Bryce Young played a full 17 games and he scored basically the same amount of points as those guys playing half a season and Jake Browning as a backup. A backup that nobody had on their roster until basically it looked like Burrow was going to miss some time. He was on anybody's roster. Those guys scored the same as him. I, you know, hopefully Bryce Young, they can put it together. The Panthers were bad in general, but that's a huge disappointment. QB 25 and you barely outscored two guys that played half the season. I just, just an absolute worst case scenario for Bryce Young and the Panthers in my mind this season. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Let's get to our top two buys and top two sells for 2024. We'll start first of all with top two buys. Um, we already, t- I, I just, Sam Howell, um, I, I it just, it was just shit system. I mean, he showed flashes and we'll definitely get another chance somewhere else. We already, we kind of touched on that earlier, but the commanders, I hope that he gets a fresh start next year. I mean, he had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight QB 10 top, top uh, QB one weeks. And then a handful of QB two weeks to go one two three three QB two weeks. So that's more than half the season he was probably at quarterback fourteen or better for almost the entire season, minus uh, four games or five games. Yeah, yeah. Basically, like I said earlier, the the last four games of the year killed his overall finish. He was top ten until the last four games of the year. He was clearly in the top ten, and he was actually sitting at four or five midway through the season in QB scoring. So. Uh, the turnovers ended up knocking it down in, in the last four games where Washington got a little iffy and they started saying, oh, should we start with Jacoby Brissett and got a little crazy in there on him, kind of knocked down his numbers. But, man, still finished top 15 in, in literally 85% of the season he was top 10. 
Yeah, one shit game versus Buffalo where they uh, the Bills defense just absolutely bottled them up and like just killed the entire team. But uh, other than that, I, you know, I, I, a twelve point, or the thirteen point game versus the Giants. Other than that, he's in pretty much. I mean, he was you would you would have started him every week on your in your Superflex roster for sure. So there, it was. Uh, I'm looking forward to him. If if something happens where where I'm, I think that possibly could happen. Where the Commanders trade up and grab a quarterback from the Bears or somebody, you know, stay put and grab a quarterback at three. I'm still thinking that Sam Howell is going to be on a team. It'll be a, a quarterback competition, or they might just trade Sam Howell. I mean, I know how how valuable backup quarterbacks are in the NFL now, but you can't, you really can't like just pass on a guy like Sam Howell because you know he finished the season strong, not not good, or the quarterback, the, the coaching, and that team just kind of imploded. The entire team kind of imploded. You know, I, I just I, Sam Howell is my one of my is one of my top eyes, and then Jake Browning is somebody else I'm going to throw in there just because of the fact that you know he came in looked pretty good. I you know he's he's definitely a dart throw for somebody, but the way he looked, I, I think that he could possibly he'll, he'll at least be a backup for a while in this league for sure, uh, a good quality backup. But he might get a shot somewhere else. When he's still young, I think he's what like 26 or something like that or 27. But he's still young. Uh, yeah, he's pretty. He's pretty young. He showed flashes, and somebody will be like, "Hey, I would be lost quarterback." Somebody gets hurt in preseason. Somebody gets hurt in, in regular season next year. He, they he could be involved in a trade. You know that that uh, that the Bengals w- w- would be probably interested in because they're you know they have their salary caps. Well, I know Browning is is really cheap, but get rid of some money off your roster, get some draft picks for the future, and and just uh. And, and trade Drake Brown into a team that in desperation, you know, who knows what's going to happen with the Vikings or other teams that are uh, quarterback needy. You know, anybody might make around. a move. I mean, he is 27. I just looked up. He's 27. And like I said, he, he, he proved that he can play this year. I was highly impressed with him. He's a, he was a guy who was really good in college. He wasn't just a nobody. He was really good at Washington. So, but yeah, I, if you could go out and get him fairly cheap and hope that maybe he gets moved or if, you know, Burrow has lingering, you know, injuries, he could, he could be worth it. I like your where your head's at there. Who's your buys for 2024? So for me, it, guys I want to keep an eye on, depending on what happens with the QB market and who goes where, the guys I'm keeping an eye on right now are Dak Prescott. Again, a great year, but you just always sometimes have that hate when he plays bad or the Cowboys losing the playoffs. People get out on him at the end of the season. Does he stay in Dallas? Who knows kind of what's going there. But he's a guy I'm looking at for the right price. Russell Wilson. He's not going to be in Denver next year. Where he ends up, who knows? He had a nice little bounce back year this year before Denver got crazy and pulled him. He was much better than he was the first year in Denver. He could end up on a on a you know a pretty surprising team and could be something. So he's the guy I'm keeping an eye on for value wise, uh, depending on where he is at. And then, like you said, Howell, I'm keeping an eye on Howell. I want to buy Howell if I can. Hopefully, he gets moved if the if the Commanders get crazy and decide. Hey, we are going to take QB at number two in the draft or move up to number one and try to get Caleb Williams. You know, hopefully they move Howell. So he's the guy I'm keeping an eye on. My big guy, and it's two years in a row for me. I I, I wouldn't got him a ton in the offseason last year, and that's Tua. I know you hate Tua. I know I think you're against it. I love McDaniels. I like the offense. I have the talent around him. Even if you don't think Tua's that great, for me, if the price is right, I like Tua. He for all the trash everybody talked about him, he still led the league in passing yards this year. He still led the league in passing yards. He still got Waddle. He still got Tyreek Hill, at least for the next couple of years, you would assume. He finished as QB9 
in the league, and at least in our league, he was QB9, and again, he led the league in passing. Still, people like you, John, are down on him. If I have people in my league that are down on Tua, I'm going out and trying to acquire Tua. Mm, well, and we're jumping to there. What are your top sells? Because I know Tua, I think, is one of your top sells, correct? Uh, Tua Tagovailoa and Geno Smith are guys who I uh, am trying to get rid of. I think Geno Smith just having a job right now. Uh, you know, he, he shows flashes, but, but I just don't think he's a long term solution. I don't even think he's that good of a fantasy quarterback, to be honest with you. But uh, Tua is just someone, man, when that, when that Dolphins team is ahead. They, they, they embarrass people. They're super flashy. They do all, you know, yeah, look at us. And everybody's jumping around. As soon as that team gets behind to anybody, it seems like they just implode. Tua can't find anybody open. They start they, they start playing press coverage against players instead of sitting in the zone and letting Tua and Waddle and Tyreek Hill just get smoky either down the sidelines or in the middle of the field. They have a good running backs who are athletic. Uh, I But I, Tua just, it just seems like he get, it, it gets in his head where he can't do anything once it, it, things are just not unfolded on the table, the way you know, unless like just unless the knife and the fork are here and the napkins over here and the plate set up with nothing touching each other, like he's great. But as soon as things start to go awry, he just he breaks down, man. I, I just I don't see. I, it. I I do agree with you in that respect for real life football. But again, for me, I think he puts up great good fancy stats. I want him there. But I do agree with you when they the Dolphins get behind and things aren't going well, they do kind of melt down, and so does Tua. In real life, but for me, the upside of fantasy, I like him. Uh, I like him there. Now, my top, my top sells. I'm on the other side of you. If I've got Will Levis and somebody really likes him and loves the upside of him in Tennessee, I'm trying to sell Levis again. I just, I'm not sure about his long term makeup. If he, I just, I still feel like he's a guy that could have a lot of turnovers. Um, he's got some skill. I'm just not totally sold on him. So somebody else is a believer. I'm moving him. And then I talked about earlier, Deshaun Watson. If I have him in leagues, I'm moving him. If I if I got someone who still believes that he can be a big bounce back, top end, high end guy, and I can get you know a first round and some other pieces, I'm moving Deshaun Watson because I just don't think he can get back into the top t- uh, top ten, top twelve QBs for me. So those are my two sells uh, this off season if I can. Well, thank you very much for everybody for watching the quarterback uh, evaluation for this uh, this week. What the, last year's kind of uh, review and next year's kind of look ahead with, with uh, regular quarterbacks, rookies, the whole you know. We'll we'll do rookie stuff later in later and probably starting next week or a week and a half from now. But this is just kind of a review of the quarterback situation and, and the whole season. So we'll do like I said tomorrow Wednesday. We'll do running backs Thursday. We'll do uh, wide receivers, and Friday we'll do tight ends. So thanks for watching the commission evaluation. You find me on X at John McGlynn 75 JT, tell everybody the good stuff where they can find you at. Yep, find me on X at JT Orange, also host of The Stew with JT Brew on the Dynasty Pros football uh, YouTube channel. Thank you. Great episode. Brian Clark, thanks for, uh, thanks for watching, man. I got your I got your talented co-host with me, so I can't the co-host with the mohos, so I can't go wrong here. But thanks for thanks for tuning in, man. No later. T- later hey, John, thanks for the uh, the the episode, man. Uh, looking forward to the next couple, man. Let's uh, let's keep this thing rolling. There we go. There we go. All right, I'll see everybody later. Thanks for watching.